0: Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Honestly, God has blessed Misha. That's all I'll say. <laughs> blessed me i'm a blessed man i don't know about you are you a blessed man or woman okay i just want to say something and i just felt led to say that coming up here um the anointing of god and the grace of god has nothing to do with age you know um i hope you all know that when jesus met his disciples they were all teenagers In fact, Jesus started ministry at the age of 30. And so really, if you look at it, um, this is the age bracket in which Jesus was doing ministry in those days. Right? And graces are truly transferable. Um, But it takes humility um, and desire to convert Graces. Um, When God shows you someone, a person, or whatever that you just sense a connection, it could be friendship, it could whatever it is. Truly pursue what the promptings of God. See. If I see a three-year-old or a ten-year-old, I mean, who carry something that I need for my generation or for my life, part of the process of God is to teach you abilities that sometimes some, sometimes, going f- for hands to be laid is not by age or by all those things. <laughs> I remember a story. It was Babadi who they were sharing about how a man of God came to Redemption Camp. Um, I think it was Benny Hinn, who came didn't even know Baba Deboy. I think it was even Baba Debo that was sharing the story amongst his pastors, and he was just laying hands on everybody, and he laid hands on Baba Deboy. and the man even knelt down and uh, collect. It was when they finished the conference, they went to meet Benny Hinn. Ah, Oga, do you know the person? <laughs> Some some humility Mm. except the weight of grain falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone Mm. I I just felt led to share that and I hope it spoke to the hearts of the people that it's supposed to speak to Amen she shared one leg of how to activate prophecies and we're teaching this series just because of this season of the next conference and I've seen it over and again as a church, that after the next conference, one of the things that I find, and I shared this with the leaders and the pastors on Sunday, I've seen it over and again that after the next conference, the church, the new, and the individuals in the church, our lives always move to another level. It is a pattern I've observed, it's a pattern I've seen for the past four years of this church. After every next conference. I've seen it over and again. And when I talk about my our lives. Every aspect of your life. I've seen it over and over and over again. As the pastor of this church for the past four years. I can trace certain things that happened in my life. Right after the next conference. Just right after the next conference. Pa, 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 pa. Even as a church. Tonight I just want to add to the little things that you know. Uh, my own contribution. I really think she has really taught some very deep things. I think that in Pastor Toby's message today are ten messages in one message. <laughs> yeah, you actually just have to go and um, unravel that message because she really said so much. How would God just grace somebody like this? You know. Please let's celebrate. And and, and that was what that was what I was saying on on sad on tuesday service about discerning season No, you know man after the flesh bro. i don't know men by size by looks by height by just discern seasons let me tell you something this message today has opened up something for somebody yeah if all you get in this message is that i'm surrounded if that's the only thing you got it has opened something for you amen Let me just add to this, you know, thoughts. Um, I perceive in my heart as a church. And as the pastor of this church, is my responsibility from seasons to seasons to come and say what God is saying to us. And I really believe that this would um, cut across the hearts of many people who are seated in this auditorium and those who are watching online. I really do sense in my heart and for many people right here as well that we are in a season of sacrifice. I want you to just listen to me very close for the few minutes that I have to speak to you. If you would agree with me, it seems to be as though God is Asking you for more than you can give. It seems to be as though God is prompting your heart. How many of you we've taught this over and again how God speaks? It's just sometimes this little nudges here and there. Anything that forces against your will is witchcraft. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft that forces against people's will. What the Spirit of the Lord does is to nod your hearts. You just begin to feel that there are things I need to give up in order for me to be able to enter in certain things that God wants me to do for my life in this season. If you ask me, God, P.S., what do you think God is saying this season? One of the three things that I will say, according to any order, I'll just mention one. Is that God is requesting and asking for some of us sacrifices that needs to be paid. Some of them are long overdue. And when I mean sacrifices, I'm not just even talking about, I mean, it's divers. But I really sense in my heart... This is one of the ways in which we activate prophecies in our lives. In the book of Genesis chapter 22 and verse 2 to the 3 and all through the end, you'll see that God called Abraham and told Abraham to go and sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Remember, it was this same God who had given Isaac to him. The Bible says in verse 3 that Abraham rose early in the morning and went all the way down to Mount Moriah to offer up Isaac, his son. God wasn't after Isaac's life, it was after the obedience. You see, God is never after your money, it's after the obedience. The obedience is the sacrifice, not the money. Did you hear what I said to you? Yeah. The clothes in your wardrobe is not the sacrifice. It's the obedience. And so it's in the wisdom of God, if we say we die daily with him, it means that there are certain things that are added to us that must die if really we are going to live with him. Glory be to God. I said this on Sunday, the children of Israel, God gave them gold and silvers. They said they should go and meet the Israelites, the Egyptians, and they should ask of them gold and silvers. And they did that. And the Bible says they gave it to them. They took the gold, they took the silvers, they took everything, and they got to the place where Moses was just going to go and see the face of God and come back. The Bible says they built for themselves golden image. Where did they get the gold? To build a golden image. It was the same gold and silver that God gave to them that they had favor with from the children of Israel. Do you know that there are many things God gives to us, but we use it to build what he has not asked us to build? Because let me say this to you and it will set you free. Ultimately, every single thing God gives you is not for you, it's for him. You are but a custodian, temporal custodian of whatever it is he has given to you. And so I joke and I laugh pardon me when I hear people say my money, my, my, this is my, 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 my thing. My house, my this, my that. You are a custodian of the manifestations of the blessing of God and from time to time the real owner would ask you for it the Bible says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God I truly believe that what I'm saying tonight is being witness in your heart you've been feeling promptings of certain things you need to give away You've been feeling it. Luke chapter 21 and verse 1 to 4, and I'll close with that. Luke and I read one more scripture, Luke 21, 1 to 4. Let's go there. Luke 21, 1 to 4. Amen. It says And he looked up and saw the rich man casting their gifts to the treasury. This was Jesus. And he stood at a point and was looking at people as they were giving their gifts. And then he said, and he saw also a certain poor widow casting in either two mites. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow as cast in more than they all. And I want to watch something rare. Verse 4. It says, For all these have all their abundance cast into, in unto the offerings of God. But she, watch this, out of our penury, the new king James put it this way, put it there for me, says, out of our poverty, Put in a livelihood that she had. Look at this. Is it the New Kingdoms? Yeah, out of her poverty. Yes. Let me teach you something that is a principle. People say, "Oh, um, you know, the woman, the widows' mites. a widow, the widows' mites. They make it sound like one widow's might. So me, I'm just giving my own might. Oh. Do you know the word? poverty do you know what it means it means nothingness means there is nothing the bible says this woman gave out of nothing so it truly means that even if you say you have nothing you have something she gave out of a nothing let me tell you something there's nobody god has not done something for it's only if you can't count it yeah there's nobody So the concept of the widow's mighty is really saying that somebody gave out of nothing. And let me tell you something. The way to come out of poverty, either you like it or not, but believe it or not, is by giving. And I've seen people who say, oh, you know, you have to help me, help me, help me. I don't have money to give. Help me, help me, help me. I I believe everyone God has given you something you see when Elijah got to the woman with the the oil he says what do you have in your house there is always something that you have and sometimes it's in the wisdom of God to teach you to become sons are you hear what I'm saying yeah that in that wisdom for your good not for him because God is blessed when we say be blessed oh god be lifted oh god if we say be thou exalted oh lord it doesn't it's not like we are pushing him higher he's already the highest if we say be thou glorified we are not adding more glory to his glory he's already glorious every time we'll do anything as unto god is for you amen she gave out of her poverty. So, in other words, it wasn't really the widow's might. <laughs> like we say, the widow's might. Like, I mean, I just give my own two cents, my own might. Let me show you one more scripture. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse five. Verse one. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse one. Let's look at it at the TPT version, the new Um, The Passion Translation. Do you have it? You don't have the Passion Translation. All right. Give me what you have. It says, Mohova brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy Let me read it in the TPT version myself. Just one minute, everyone. Okay, I have it here. It says, Beloved, beloved ones, we must tell about the grace of God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. For even during a season of severe difficulty, tremendous suffering, and extreme poverty... Their super joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. It says, For I can verify that they spontaneously gave, not only according to their means, but far beyond what they could afford. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving to God's holy people who are living in poverty says, they exceeded our expectation by first dedicating themselves fully to the Lord and then to us according to God's pleasure. This is a church called the Macedonian Church. The Bible says they gave out of their own poverty. I believe that God is calling us to times of deep giving and let me say this to you when I became pastor I vowed that I would never teach something I don't practice if I've not started practicing it I will not teach it I would never to the glory of God the new is not one of those churches where the pastors come and just talk jargons any of the pastors yeah and they don't practice what they preach I can boldly say that even though I'm the senior pastor of this church across all the new churches I would always and I always give every single time there was a vision in front of us and, I'm, and I, I try as much as possible to be ahead even in my giving it's a life of sacrifice see let me tell you something I have never seen a giver lack I have never I have never even when it comes even if it's almost quarter to shape God will show up if it's quarter to shape something will happen but there is a grace. Do you know that there is a perfume? Somebody asked me, said, P.S., apart from prayer, fasting, what are the other things that you do to carry an enormity of grace? I said a life of sacrifice. A life of sacrifice. I know this is not a, new, a common message in the now. But it's what God is calling you deep into. I want to pray for us. May the Lord grant you grace to let go of what you think is a stronghold for you. May you begin to live above your current sights of resources to the sight of God. May nothing be too hard for you to give the person that gave it to you. Did you hear that prayer? May nothing be too hard for you to give.